Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and a neuroplasticity therapist, and I take great pleasure and joy in witnessing and supporting the recovery of people with chronic and complex dizziness, vertigo or tinnitus conditions. I have the Rocksteady community, which is a really thriving Facebook group where we share how we're healing and how we're supporting ourselves through challenging moments. And it's through this group that I've had the great pleasure of meeting Stacey, who's part of my Rocksteady community. She's in the UK today and with a big open heart. I just want to say thank you for your time and welcome to the call, Stacey. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so I always invite people to share their recovery stories, their healing, their case studies, because I'm a big believer that through human storytelling, we we help each other heal because we open it, we open ourselves up to different ideas, different possibilities, instead of getting potentially locked in the rigidity of how we see the world and that's the only way. When we can listen to other people all over the world, it can really help us feel belonging, feel support and think well if this is happening for Stacy maybe it can happen for me too and we're all different so what Stacy's going to talk about is actually her exploring a new realm of spirituality Stacy describes herself as not having a religious upbringing not having any sort of spiritual practice spiritual um ritualistic kind of approach to life so it's very new to this whole concept and through the Rocksteady process of learning to be at home in her body, she has opened up a new relationship with her version of spirituality. And I said, come on my YouTube channel and let's talk about it. So Stacey, in a nutshell, do you want to just start with what brought you to Rocksteady and all, oh, yeah. okay. of, all of these body practices and then we'll, we'll introduce your version of spirituality and what that looks like for you at the moment. So about the, the dizziness and... Yeah, just what brought you to this community? Yeah. Yep. So um, for about three years, I was I um, was having a lot of dizziness. So I woke up in the middle of the night, the room was spinning, and then I was having a lot of the not quite right feeling, derealization. Um, yeah, just just some level of dizziness every single day. It could be my being, you know, really intense, but some level of dizziness and I, I think I found you on Facebook actually with another a woman I think mummy seen double you did an interview with her and I, I found you through that so I watched your videos and you know I thought wow this is really hopeful because actually I never had a diagnosis I did have some um, uh, yeah, balance tests um, and they come back abnormal um, but they said that, oh, but we can't give you a, a firm diagnosis so I'd had quite a few different diagnoses <laughs> where, where like different specialists have said, oh, we're pretty certain it's this. And then another specialist would say, oh, we're pretty certain it's this. And I'm thinking, well, you can't all be right. Or maybe you are. And I'm really, you know, we're not, we're not really sure. So I was sort of given up on that side of things and was in some sort of, you know, state of just pure uncertainty and despair and just, you know, my life had been turned upside down and... Mm overnight really I was a secondary school teacher um, and I couldn't do that anymore uh, so yeah I was just in a bad place and then uh, so I found um, rock steady and I started to do that uh, I started to meditate um, and when I when I uh, first started to meditate 
um, it took me probably a good few months just to be able to sit there with my eyes closed, um, let alone, you know, let alone trying to get into that sort of practice and, you know, mind state. Uh, I was literally just sitting there struggling to do a body scan, <laughs> struggling to meditate. But for some reason, I just thought, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep doing it and, and see what happens. Um, ask a little question First of all, a comment. In the book I've just written that's coming out November this year, 2020, I explain why different people give us different diagnoses and that whole dilemma. It's incredibly common and it doesn't even mean that different doctors are right or wrong because we can actually present different conditions at different days. So the mm. way we present to one doctor can really appear like vestibular migraine and how we present to another doctor can really look like triple PD and how we present to another doctor can really look like many years or labyrinthitis because it's a, such a changing landscape. Mm. So yeah. that is a very real situation for a lot of people. As long as we have medical clearance, the home diagnosis doesn't matter as far as healing goes. Yeah, so I had um, MRI scans and, you know, checked for tumours and things, and that was okay. So I knew that I wasn't dying, but I also had this debilitating condition that, you know, I didn't really know what it was, or, and I still don't. So, so my, okay. my, question, my question for you is, going back um, to the beginning, when you were doing these body scans and learning to be in your body, could you actually feel your sensation in your skin and your proprioception or did you feel like you had to massage yourself to even know what you were feeling like was there this level of disconnection um i had to when i was doing the body scans i had to move the part of the body that i was trying to feel because i, I just couldn't get it straight away hmm. um and i had a big time where i wanted to do the body scans but i'd get really panicky because I'd closed my eyes and I was trying to feel and it just wasn't right. And, you know, I was already in such a, a panicky state. I was in that dizzy, anxious, dizzy cycle, definitely. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so I had to stop doing, trying to do a body scan, try and work on myself a little bit, um, into, you know, sort of mentally, you know, um, and then go back to it again. And then I, and then it started to work a bit better for me. So I, I needed to just sort of, you know, do a bit of tapping and things like that, just to sort of get get me into a better place to try start doing the body scans. So, but and but and once I did that, yeah, I had to sort of wiggle things to feel. <laughs> but what I did notice was after a little while, I start getting a bit tingly, and you know, like I might, like my body was sort of responding a little bit to the fact that I was trying to quiet and and sit there, you know, and it was sort of saying, "Oh, hello," <laughs> you know, like it started to be that sort of relationship. But it, quite a while yeah and, and i think in the beginning it's like the relationship can start with um like i'm afraid what am i feeling this is freaking me out i don't want to be here i'm overwhelmed i'm panicking oh my god i can't do a body scan i'll never go oh. and then it shifts into oh i'm noticing my body with curiosity and with a loving kindness and with an attention to detail that's gentle this is different and we shift into noticing and feeling friendly perspective instead of the freak out and I think that's a really beautiful transition when that happens yeah and I, and I think um that's the thing of um feeling your feet on the floor the floor is safe it's not moving I'm like got your words <laughs> but feeling that um 
you know, because I found what would happen at first is I'd feel my feet on the floor and I'd feel pretty stable. But by the time I'd got to like feeling the, the, my neck and my head, I'm dizzy. So I had to go back down to feeling my feet on the floor and it become a real anchor. And even then later on, sort of meditating, I still have that anchor. Or if I start to feel a bit dodgy, I can feel my feet on the floor. The floor's not moving. I'm safe. You know, and it just comes back to that each time. So from yeah. this place of actually being able to exist in your body, something twigged for you and you're like, what's this spirituality business? I want, I want to explore this. Tell us, about, tell us about this journey you took yourself on. I love it. It's why I want to in- talk with you today. Yeah, okay. Um, so obviously, you know, I suppose most of us have heard about the benefits of meditation now, but I've never really done anything like that. Um, and, and once I had a body scan, I found that I just sort of sat there for a bit, um, you know, with my eyes closed. I don't suppose I would really call that meditation what I was doing, but I was just sort of sitting there and I thought, just think I could probably give this a go. I'll just see. I'll just see. Like, um, so, so I'd sit there. I'd do body scan and sit with my eyes closed trying to quiet my mind. And, and you know, that wasn't so bad. But then I'd open my eyes and I'd be like, oh, really dizzy. <laughs> you know, room's moving and it freaked me out. And I think, you know, it probably, you know, wasn't very productive because I might have felt calm at the time, but now I'm not. But for some reason, I just, I don't know, I just felt like it was worthwhile to carry on. And it took me a good few months, I think, to feel comfortable meditating, definitely. And, and not just comfortable but for it to actually be of any benefit to me but um i'm so glad i did i'm so glad i did um so yeah so i got to a point after a few months where i could um just sit there and quieten my mind and it was that you know meditation where it's just darkness i wasn't visualizing anything um but i found that when i sort of opened my eyes again i wasn't dizzy anymore and i actually felt really calm and and content and there was a definite benefit there so I did that for quite a few months and was just happy with the results of that. Um, and then <laughs> and then I tried to understand, so going through the going through your modules and Rocksteady, I was trying to understand that concept of listening to your body and that your body will tell you what it needs, what it wants, you know, how it feels. And I thought, you know. I'd started to read about um, the higher self and the soul. Mm. I didn't really know what I was reading about or what I was talking about. But I thought, okay, well, you know, if I want to feel this connection, if I want my body to talk to me, you know, then then that might be something, you know, to, to do. So I I've, I've just literally found like a guided meditation that said about uh, a guided meditation to meet your soul. So, okay, I'll go in with an open mind, but we'll see. Uh, and I did it. And I found it really hard to follow. Um, you know, it was like, and you're walking down some stairs. And I'm like, oh, I was already down the stairs. You know, like I, I couldn't quite follow it. But it comes to the point, it said, and, and now you see your higher self in the room. And uh, it looks like you. And I looked. And there, there, yeah, there was nothing that looked like me. But there was something there. And it was sort of like a, um, a glowy figure um, that looked sort of humanish, I suppose, but not didn't look like me. And I and I sort of come out of that meditation. I thought, well, you know, I did imagine going down the stairs and going into the room, but when it comes to 
what was in front of me, I didn't imagine that, you know, that just sort of happened and I felt it, I felt that there was a, a difference there. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next time I meditated, it was just like my normal meditation, I body scanned and then, you know, quieten my mind, closed my eyes and it wasn't a guided meditation, it was just like those normal ones that I'd been doing. And, um, and I just sort of went with the intention of, okay, whatever that was, if you want to, you know, come again, then, then do it. And it did, <laughs> it did. And it was, it was just amazing. It was just, um, this most overwhelming feeling of just joy and elation and love and, you know, being so carefree, there was no worries or anything. It was just sort of flooded. And I mean, really like flooded. I, I, I absolutely freaked out afterwards <laughs> because I, I just didn't, I was just felt so happy. I, wo- I come out of this meditation thinking, oh, I feel so good and I feel so happy and joyful. And then, you know, and then suddenly it sort of seeped in, like, what was that about? How could I feel so happy and joyful? And, you know, all these wonder- wonderful things just from sitting there with my eyes closed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so that was a bit odd. But uh, And this I'm, was, I'm I glad- think, this was, I think, when you posted it on the Facebook group, like, has, you know, this, uh, this weird and amazing thing happened to me and I was like, beautiful. So what it seems to me is that there was this willingness. You invited in your soul or spirit connection. Whatever that looks doesn't matter because it's not a visual process. And, and through that kind of receptive willingness and almost childlike curiosity, you, you met a new part of yourself that's been living in there all the time or living around you that you may have never really noticed or had an awareness. And so now it's like you're meeting a whole new friend and you've got this, this part of you. And often it is beyond words, like language can't do it justice. And it, it, can, it can feel like a real coming home, which is that elation, that excitement, that joy, that belonging. And it's, it is unworldly. And it's yeah. happening in your inner world. And through that meeting yourself in a new way, you're actually enabling release of new neurotransmitter chemicals, new hormones, and new physiological unfolding because you're not sitting there in fight, flight, freeze, freak out, anxiety, overwhelm, and panic, which has its own hormonal neurotransmitter cascade. You're now sitting in your body with your eyes closed with a willingness to meet your soul and your physiological brain chemistry response is giving you that huge bliss and joy brain chemistry neurotransmitter hormonal response, which is... And that can be lasting. That can be like the whole, can last the whole day if we let it. Yep. So talk us through where you are now. Okay. Well, I mean, from, from those first meditations, um, it was pretty short, short lived, um, that sort of feeling because afterwards I was a bit like, oh, you know, a bit, a bit scared and a bit freaked out because it was so unusual. And then I had to sort of have, have a word with myself and say, well, hold on a minute. Why are you so scared of something that feels so good? <laughs> I'm scared of feeling good. Yeah. Um, it's actually, so, so actually not uncommon for us to cut our, our joy limits. Like we have joy tolerance issues. It's like we're afraid of feeling anything. And if we feel good, it can be really scary. And I can definitely relate to that too. It's not uncommon at all. We, we blunt Cause joy, Yeah, because joy feels like letting go. And, you, you know, there's a part of you that's sort of like, oh, I don't want to let go of what I know is to be normal. You know? So, um, so yeah, so I've, I sort of had to have a word with myself and say, come on now, like, you know, this is good. This is a good feeling and just sort of let it in. Um, so 
and my so my my first meditations like that i had about two or three weeks of meditations where this was really strong and i was having really visual um i don't know if you could say messages or you know like just visual things happening in my meditations mm-hmm. um it stopped and i thought oh you know is this it my you know was I just having like a little fling with my soul? <laughs> you know, I wasn't quite sure what was going on there, you know. Um, and I, and it was so lovely. I thought, oh, I'm addicted to this. What is this? <laughs> um, but so, so then I sort of had a little bit of a lull and, and I had fear creeping. And, but what happened with the fear this time? I had some fear, I had some dizziness and all those symptoms. And, but what that did was it helped me see the difference that I'd, that I'd had in, in the last few weeks in myself mm-hmm. and it was really good because it made me think oh god I realized how steady I'd feel uh, how you know how symptom free I felt how glorious I'd felt and it provided a really much needed contrast yeah you know like it was it, it, and I felt so grateful for, for feeling bad <laughs> wow this has taught me so much so much and I'm so much more grateful for for that experience now because I'd already forgotten how bad I could feel you know um so so that was really good Mm -hmm. um then what happened is I started to not need to meditate to feel that overwhelming joy so what I'd end up doing is and and, you know I I seem to be able to do it touch wood fairly easily because I just think that strong able you know um you know steady person um that i am going to say that i am yeah and when i think like that i bring on those sensations that i felt in meditation with myself and it's not just bringing it on it's like um but i can feel the connection i can feel the connection and i feel the ease and the joy and it makes me want to move which obviously when you're dizzy, you don't want to move. <laughs> um, and, and what I found is that if I, I can just sort of bring that, that sort of state of mind on, and then I am twirling about, I'm dancing, I'm like just doing all of these things that my body just, I just wouldn't do, I just wouldn't do before. Yeah. Um, and I was really bad with um, the, uh, you know, the exercises, the vestibular exercises. I do. So I... <laughs> You know those, Joey. Don't you? I do know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was. I got to module four, and I wasn't really doing them. And oh, and I was just like, oh no, you know, like I'm just too scared. I was just too scared. You know, I do them a little bit. I start to feel dizzy, and then I just be like, no, 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 I can't do this. And now, <laughs> now I'm like twirling around, and you know, <laughs> just doing just like completely free. What I'm seeing, sorry to interrupt, is it's kind of like when you're afraid, you're, you're trying to do it with your mind and your body and there's like this disconnect and this conflict, but when you bring your soul in and it's like, right, now we've got the full team, we've got my soul, I've got my body, I've got my mind state and I'm twirling and you've got that clear. Yeah. Exactly it. It's something that's so it's almost like 
you know, my soul just connects with me and says, right, now you've got this flexible, able body. Let's move. And we start doing stuff, you know. And, then, and, that, and what I'm finding is more and more I'm able to bring that on, you know, so, and it lasts longer. And, yeah, and I'm just getting more and more of a benefit from it. Yeah. So, I want to, this is so much fun. And, and I want to hear more from you. But I also just want to bring the conversation down to, um, you know, neuroplasticity language and what's going on here. First of all, Stacey, you've demonstrated being really willing and you persevered. You went through months of not being able to do a body scan. You went through the fear, you went through the overwhelm, but you just kept going, look, there's something in this. I'm going to keep trying, right? So you, you went through the I'm stuck phase, the I can't do this phase, the I don't believe in myself phase, and you managed to remain open and keep that beginner's mindset, which is essential for neuroplasticity. If we're not willing to feel we're not willing to heal, right? We have to be willing to go through the stuck, yucky, disconnected, I don't believe in myself. We've got to move through it however that works for us. It could be tapping, it could be whatever, right? So we, we have to move through that until we get to a place where we can actually sit. Often we then, often the fear and overwhelm for, for many people it shifts into like this numb, vacant, empty feeling. And that also freaks people out. They're like, like, I'm not feeling the anxiety anymore, but I'm feeling like nothing. And that's also an awful, dark, griefy feeling. And that's quite normal, right? This kind of nothing feeling. And then it's like it can transition into maybe a neutral, more pleasant, more comfortable feeling. And then, of course, as Stacey's described, it can move right into the bliss, elation, ecstatic feelings. And, and what all that represents is the different hormones and neurotransmitters being released through the body. In, in the different quantities and in the different arrangements. Now, as Stacy explained, she went from the not really understanding it, doing it anyway, being willing, being stuck, being overwhelmed, then going through more uncertainty, still being willing, then freaking out when she actually did feel better. Because then, of course, the brain starts saying, well, it's too good to be true. It's not going to last. And we start freaking ourselves out, even though we feel good. We don't just stop and enjoy it. And then you stuck with it. You remained open to feeling good. You supported and talked yourself through. Well, actually, this is what I feel right now. And I'm allowed to feel joy. Why am I fighting this? And so you really questioned yourself. You used all of those rock steady tools to, to participate in your inner world without getting psyched out. And then you allowed yourself to invite that joy in more often. Now, feeling is healing. When you feel the joy and when you allow yourself to feel that connection to what you call your soul, somebody else might call it something completely different. When you feel that connection to yourself and to your body, and connection, I think, is the real key word here because most people with dizziness and tinnitus feel disconnection. They've, they've abandoned ship. They don't want to live in this body. So it's this reconnecting back in. Then through feeling the joy repeatedly, through whatever strategies you choose, for you it was, it was the body scan and any version of meditation that you invented yourself. Um, you're then releasing those, those joy pathways and those ecstatic bliss connection pathways more often every day. And as your brain and your body are firing more of them, they're getting better at it. They're getting more efficient. So then you need less work to feel them. So you're beginning to actually automate and hardwire and normalize and create a new normal for Stacey, which is, I feel connected, I am steady, I can twirl and jump around and be a child because I've recreated a new version of me. So neurologically, you've created changes by actually going through the fear, 
being willing to feel it and not only willing to feel the fear, but also willing to feel the joy because they actually, they both work hand in hand. It's almost like you can't have one without the other, um, which again, I explain in my book, there's a, there's a relationship between our fight, flight, freeze system. Then of course our parasympathetic um, nervous system and our capacity to feel means we have to stay in the body. We can't live outside there. We've got to come home and feel in here. So I hope that kind of clarifies things for listeners. Stacey's way is not the way to heal. That's just the way she did it in that moment. And as Stacey navigates the next part of her life, she'll find new strategies and new skills and tools that work for her in those moments when she needs them. Um, and I, I kind of was saying to Stacey earlier, what you've gone through reminds me of what I went through birthing because, um, and I also noticed when I stopped my yoga practice, I learn why I do a yoga practice. I get that contrast. And so as I went through the birthing process, you get all these new hormones, which you've never had. And it is kind of a bit like, whoa. And in the beginning, it was too good to be true. And I resisted it a little bit. And then once I realized, okay, the baby's okay. I'm okay. I've done this. This was amazing. My body's amazing. It's like the hormones just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And now it's six months down the track. I'm still on a high, a hormonal high from just this miracle of life. It's like my, it, it's still going. It's like I'm hardwiring in this absolute gratitude, blessing, or joy because I'm not stopping it. And a little bit like Stacy said, I can really feel the contrast because um, I did take a break from yoga with the baby and everything. It was like I had to build my whole core up again. And then it was like, I felt like an absolute beginner going from being a registered senior yoga teacher with this body that can do anything to like not being able to do the most basic things, like just roll because I had no core muscles anymore. Then suddenly I'm like, wow, yoga is amazing. This is like really helping me get back into my body. And I really need it now before I didn't need it so much. It just felt normal. Whereas like, but not having it and then reintroducing it made me really see the value in it. And so the reason I share that is because there is no rigid way to heal or get to know your body. It's okay to take a break. You know, if you feel like you need to just throw Rocksteady out the window for a week or a month, do it. Just come back to it and then you'll see the contrast and you'll, you'll feel what works well for you, what, what perhaps you don't need, you are overdoing and really learn to connect to yourself and meet yourself where you are. Because even when we do have the slumps and the difficult bits and the aches and the pains and the isolation and the loneliness it provides us contrast to where other places we want to go and I think ideally healing is not always being blissful all the time it's actually being able to rock hop and navigate between the various colors in life and to navigate where you want to be but to also meet yourself where you find yourself right so do you want to just speak a little bit about that rock hopping and navigating the the changing sensations and feelings for you. Um, I'm just going to unmute. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, can you ask me again? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking like, sometimes we get addicted to, well, I'm always dizzy. I'm a dizzy person. Or well, what if I'm not always happy and blissful? And what if I lose it? It's like, 
actually the rock steady way of life. The neuroplasticity approach to life is, of course, I'm going to lose it. Of course, it's going to change. That's the one certainty we have is this ecstatic bliss or this deep panic. It's not going to last forever. It's going to evolve. And so how yeah. can I meet myself where I am and actually play with the contrast and, and relax yeah. into it? Yeah, I think um, because obviously if you feel such amazing happiness, you don't really want to let that go, but it's going to go. Everything, everything passes. And I think, you know, going, going for these, these extreme changes, um, that's just been what I've been thinking, that everything passes. If it's really horrible, it will pass. If it's really good, it will pass. And I just really need to be there in the moment and just experience whatever it is I'm experiencing and just try to be as comfortable with it as possible. Mm-hmm. And what I found that um, I, when, when I started the Rocksteady program and you were saying things like, listen to your body, you know, your body will tell you what it needs. And I'd be like, my body's not saying anything. <laughs> you know, it's not- um, and now, and now, you know, trying to sit with it and trying to be more present I my body does tell me it literally tells me if I need to massage my head a little bit or you know like I get the urge like it's, it's not like I've got a voice saying to me Stacey you must do this but it's like a, a sort of urge like move this way do this and you know and and I feel better you know my body just does talk now it's, it sounds crazy for me to say that but it does it's yeah. more like I think we return back to our animal wild that we know when we have to just pick up a move or drink or eat or lay down and rest like it's that just wild instinct of this is what I need right now my brain is absolutely rattled <laughs> it's busy it's overstimulated I just need to put my hand here and just just hold my head and we just follow those instincts yeah um yeah so so definitely that that is is what it's like you're right it's not, like I'm saying urge but instincts is yeah, is no, definitely yeah um and and I'm just finding that more and more and even with um like the vestibular exercises I don't I don't have a timetable like at this time I'm going to do this I I don't do that so what I do is I just wait for the time in the day when my body is, you know, I'm feeling connected and I'm feeling good. And, and, you know, my body tells me now it's time to move, you know, and I, and I do it and it feels so good. I never thought saying do to do a vestibular exercise feels good. I never thought I'd say, (laughs) Um, but, but now it does. Like I feel joyful when I do it. And if I, if it starts to make me feel a bit unsteady, I'm laughing, like, oh, you know, that's okay. This is, so, this is so interesting. I'm so glad you're sharing this because this is the whole point of neuroplasticity. So in the beginning, we're just trying to be safe and stay, like not hurt ourselves, right? But, and for specifically for those people with only tinnitus, they don't have that issue. They, they've got a nice steady body, but there's sounds and sensations in their body they don't like. So their safety is a different sense. But to start with, in the worst case scenario with people who have um, a vestibular condition, first step is, okay, just train your body to be safe and stable so you can actually do sitting, standing, squatting, walking, whatever foot positions that we're talking about. Stage two, which tinnitus people go straight into, is going, all right, I've got the physical steadiness and safety. How can I generate the emotional feelings and desired sensations that I want while I'm balancing, while I'm twirling, while I'm squatting, while I'm coming into the breath? How can I come into my place of calm? How can I bring in that mindset? 
So really it's not a physical therapy exercise anymore. It's much more a mind body reconnection, rewiring. And that can absolutely include courage, confidence, joy, thrill, enthusiasm, whatever. And bringing that desired sensation into the vestibular exercise, I think is what really makes it integrative neuroplasticity. Yeah, definitely. And so what I find is, um, even though I na I'm starting to naturally go into that state of, okay, I'm feeling good and like I want to do these exercises, what I find is to beforehand, I will be thinking about um, that sort of ideal view. The module four really helped me. So, you know, I posted on Facebook, how I felt like I was stuck in limbo I didn't know what person who I wanted to be and then I had this experience and I I went back to module four and I just did it and it was just so easy it was just flowing out of me um but so what I'm thinking before the exercises normally before I want to do them is that ideal person you know that like I want to be the person that goes running into the sea you know, that is just completely carefree and just gets in there and loves it, that can go on long walks, that can go sailing, you know, and I, and I, I think about these things, and I'm not feeling it now, but like I think about these things and I'm like, yeah, I'm really moving now, you know, and it sort of gives me up and then, and doing those vestibular exercises in that state of mind, there's just no fear and your body's flexible and it's moving, whereas, if I wasn't in that state of mind, doing those exercises might make my neck hurt or, you know, I might be a bit quicker or, you know, it could happen. But in that state of mind, I'm like, there's no limits. I could just do this and it's really good. <laughs> and I think, I think what you're describing there just so beautifully, like, thank you so much. What Stacey's giving us a really rich description of is this hormonal, con like this hormonal cocktail that we bathe ourselves in when we really put our focus and attention on what we desire, what we want, where we are, but also what's realistic. It's not like it's grandiose and we're imagining something that's just completely impossible. We're, we're with our truth. We're coming back to, okay, well, I have working arms and legs and isn't that awesome? I'm so grateful. Like it's, there's, a, there's a reality there. There's an authenticity there. And we're not allowing the mind to get hijacked and sabotaged by the, I can't do this, it's too good to be true, this is hard work, life's bad, I'm a bad person, whatever, I'm not good enough, I'll never do this, everybody else can heal, Stacey can do it, but I can't do it. That's all just a story. Like Stacey's got that story too, and what she's doing is she's letting that story car park. She's going, I'm gonna connect into that soul version of me that's fun and makes me feel like a child and I can twirl and I can play and I can jump in the ocean. She's putting all of her attention there, thereby firing all of those neurons and pausing and diminishing the neurons over there with the fear story, right? So she's got the fear story, she's just not investing in it. And as the more she does this and really focuses in on that authentic soul version of her that, that feels bright and healthy and happy and abundant, which we go into in module four, from that place she releases new hormones, new neurotransmitters, she actually physically responds and feels different, right? This is neuroplasticity. We influence how we feel by choosing the story that we invest in, which is the spiritual piece. It all comes back to, do I believe that I'm crap and can't do this and I'm no good and there's fear dominating my hormones? That's the story I'm living in my body, my biology. Or do I go, okay, you're there, you're an option. <laughs> I've practiced you enough. I'm just gonna pause you for now. 
I'll come back to you if I choose. And I'm going to go over here and investigate my soul story. My, oh my God, I'm a live story. I'm an amazing person story. My body is really um, abundant and incredible. Am I going to invest in that story, thereby live the neurological and hormonal reality in my physical biology? Because that's what that story creates, right? So, Stacey, I just want to say thank you for being so rich and descriptive. You're beautiful. You're doing it. And I have loved meeting you today. So I just want to say thank you. No, thank you. It's been good talking to you. And obviously, like, thank you for the program and, you know, give, without even being there, giving me that push and, and information to be able to explore this. It's, it's, it's great. And you're right. Like, I... I, I'm creating this reality. I'm creating this new, healthy, beautiful person that can do these things, you know. And and that that old story is just not it's not even there anymore, you know. I feel what I feel is is that I am healed. I am completely healed, and I'm whole. And now I'm just learning how to live life again. So beautiful. <laughs> it feels like a rebirth, and I think there's so many opportunities to rebirth. And uh, chronic illness is one opportunity, you know, as is birthing children and all sorts of different um, rites of passage in life. And I think the more as humans we allow ourselves to be dynamic, to change and to rebirth, the more we can keep up. And I feel like it's, you know, it's like these system updates in a computer. We can't always live in the old Windows, whatever, eight. We've, we've got to keep updating our software. And I feel like in this modern day and age, we just kind of get on repeat and then we get sick because we're not actually staying present with how we're maturing and evolving physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So it's, it's just a, it's a great pleasure for me to be in this Rocksteady community. I love hearing and seeing healing stories. Anyone listening who wants to join us, um, visit my website, seekingbalance.com.au. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening at the moment. Yes, we have the Rocksteady community, which you can join. I've got the free starter kit. There's a seven-day support program if you want to have a little dive into neuroplasticity. There's my full comprehensive Rocksteady program for people who want more comprehensive support, which is what Stacey was referring to. And my book's coming out, which will be in just over two months. And so we'll have book launch and all of that fun stuff. So jump on my website if you want to be a part of it. Um, my wish for everybody is that you also find your own language and your own way of reconnecting with yourself, your higher self, your source, your God, your universe, whatever you like to call it. It's your special place. It's your special connection. And I think Stacey's demonstrated really beautifully how quickly and how powerfully that can really change our neurochemistry. What a blessing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Any passing words um, before we sign off? Um, I think I would just say, just be open to possibilities and, and yeah just find joy wherever you can and and whatever brings you joy just you know stick with that keep doing it you know and and your your mind might well try to do a bit of sabotage and, and tell you you know oh don't do that don't go there but just try and embrace it the best you can and yeah. it'll be good <laughs> thank you so much absolutely pleasure to meet you um my name is jolly remini visit seekingbalance.com.au i'll have links underneath this video and podcast subscribe to my 
YouTube channel if you're here. Give me a review rating if you're on my podcast. Just help more people to join our community because it's a beautiful place to be and everyone's welcome. So it's a little bye for now.